Okay, so let's、so、stop. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Parenting Unknown podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks again for listening for another week. Hopefully everything is, of course, going well with you guys. And for me today, I'm recording, and of course, I don't know what it is. Whenever I record something, I'm re- I'm watching some kind of crime drama movie, and I think last time I was recording it was Gladiator, which is not really so much of a crime, more or less like a betrayal. But today, I'm for some reason I'm watching American Me, which is a story about. How the Mexican mob started in in LA. So why I have no idea. It just it just seems to happen that way. But for today's episode, I want to talk about women raising men. Now, it's something that I've been seeing a lot, actually being discussed, and there's arguments on both sides. And there's men saying that women can't raise a boy, and a boy needs a father. Coming from a similar situation, there is really truth in both sides. The sides of、uh, There's a side where a woman is way more than qualified to raise a boy, and the side where, well, a boy needs a father, and of course everything goes in between and vice versa. A girl needing her mom, and so on and so on. We can go on, but for this episode, it's just mothers raising boys. Honestly, there is something a boy needs to hear coming from a male. You hear, you hear and respect what either your mom or aunt or female or some kind of female figure in your life says. But when you hear from a male, there's there's a feeling. They know how you feel. They've been in your shoes. They know how your hormones work. They have been there. So th- there's some kind of sense to that. And honestly, it's that period we spend from boyhood to growing up to experience manhood is you know what kind of brings us together in a sense. But of course, the majority of my teachings came from my grandma, which is not an issue. Things I take and use in life really come from watching her. Hearing stories about her and my aunts doing things, seeing how they act, seeing how they handle certain problem situations, and of course, I had my uncle, and I explained way more. He was more than that, and I'm not just joking. Like, and my wife, she's heard the podcast. She laughs because she knows the actual person. So she kind of, she kind of gets it where I'm coming from. Other people might think that I'm maybe a little bit cruel, but she gets it. But for this episode, it's actually more of a like, well. These are some of the traits that I was I was around. I mean, though he was a male, what he was speaking to me, it didn't really come off as being an actual male male, just because he had more of the. Well, I'm gonna sound like a dick either way, but whatever. It's life. It's happened, and there's no other way I can explain it. There's no way I could tiptoe around it. He had more of a feminine quality, which is fine, of course. But really, what I really learned from him that I could take out and actually really use in life, even now, is personal hygiene. How to smell good, and of course, for some reason, how to shop. That's kind of done with. <laughs> But really, the life lessons weren't there. Simpsons, Uncle Phil, Fresh Prince. I picked up everything that I could from that male perspective. Sadly, on the TV screen, and obviously, the, all the emotional support really wasn't there. Which, looking back, I know I could have really spoke to my grandma about a couple of things. She kind of had a heart, so she knew where I may have been coming from. And with her ten kids, she's well, she had seen it all. At the same time, I knew how sick she was, and I already knew how much she worried, like about rent, bills, me. Of course, I didn't want to burden her. And as for my uncle in the house, well, we always we always collided. So, 
people feel like when a woman raises the man, the man is set out to be weak, set out to be more feminine, set out to be more sensitive. That in the end, the the man is going to be less of a quote unquote man. But why? Why do we think this? Are we really still so stuck in the past where a man can't be a little bit aware and show off his emotions? At the same time, is willing to give it all to provide a happy life for himself and the people around him. And a lot of the videos that I've seen about this topic, a lot of the guys sound really defensive. You can really hear it in the voice. Like it really struck a nerve. So I don't know what their backstory is. They may have not had a father, wanted a father this whole time. Maybe their dad was a deadbeat. I have no idea. But if you could actually close your eyes and listen to the sounds and feel what they're saying, there's a lot of hurt behind it. So obviously this subject is very, very touchy. And of course, it's one of those things where it has no right answer. There's always going to be opinions on both sides. And some some opinions on both sides are very justified. It's because we all have experienced it in one way, shape, or another. So it's one of those where there's not really a left, a right, a good, or, or bad. Just opinions. But as you know, people online, they want to get their arguments. And if you don't align to what they want, to, want you to say, they well. They start fighting. They start getting defensive. And to be honest, this the so-called man that no one needs really has always been around. Everyone now is just more quote-unquote woke to it. You know, the woke people. And to be honest, the women in my life have always been the strongest people that I knew. Resilience, their determination, that strong will to survive, it all stuck out. And let's face it, the men that I've seen or that have been around revolving around my life, father, Maybe some of my aunts, boyfriends, husbands, or whatever you want to call it, men in their life, you want to say that, they haven't really been that good as an example. Not only that, when they are left or whatever, always hear my aunts, grandma, everybody bash them for, you know, what they were or whatever. So even if there was a positive look, there was always this negative kind of talking that I would hear. You know, in the end, I'm a product of a woman raising a boy. And if you know me, I think I came out fine. But again, I'm just part of this bigger picture. In my area growing up, gangs were a thing. You know, before the whole food's gone wild, sock check thing where, you know, you can look online and laugh and everything seems to be a little bit more comedic. Back then, it was more serious. If your socks were a little higher, shorts were, you know, to your shins, or if you were a 30 in the waist, but for some reason wore like a 54 in size Dickies or Ben Davis, then you were a part of the life. But what we do know so far is actually a lot of data to ba- actually back this up, watching and learning from gangs, that always seemed to be an absent father, either an absent father or a really, really broken home. And in the eyes of the kids, if the dad's gone, they think, well, they could do whatever they want, walk all over mom. And I'm saying this is because while there's many cases pointing in that direction, and I've known quite a few people in the same regards. But way back when, when the birth of crack, Reagan's war on drugs, the harsh three strike law, it's these laws that gave more jail time for crack than coke. Why? Because coke was being the quote-unquote rich drug and crack was being for the poor people. So there was an attack on black and brown fathers because, let's face it, a bunch of them were locked up. A whole generation locked up, leaving the new ones to kind of find their own way. And unfortunately, it's a cycle that continues today. Even the Panthers... Black Panthers, a group that wanted to protect its people from the brutality and for justice, was taken down eventually by drugs and government infiltration. But keep in mind, if it wasn't for the Black Panthers, we wouldn't have programs like WIC or kid after school programs 
But again, back then, they were public enemy number one. They're even looked at as a terrorist group. But look at what her father's absence does. At times, dad's role is to be there for, you know, a more stern person. Imagine seeing your kid in the streets as a dad. Wouldn't you do everything to set him straight? When it comes down to the most important thing is that the kids experience love from both mom and dad. I'm seeing that as being very crucial. Having Max, I feel like there's a rite of passage of teaching and from him learning in our relationship. It's this kind of camaraderie I never knew existed between dad and son. So these whole arguments is definitely interesting to hear both sides. Both sides have valid points, but there's no real answer. It really depends on circumstances. If you have two parents, mom and dad and the kids, and the kid has every right to be raised by two. If you have two parents, mom and dad, then the kid has every right to be raised by the two. Now, if we have a single mom doing her best, can't falter too much or at all. Sometimes as parents, our relationships become bigger than what we could handle or they're just out of our grasp. Or life has other problems for us. We kind of just have to go along with the flow and deal the hand that's been dealt. Hard pill to swallow, but sometimes that's the truth. And trust me, I've spent many, many years hating what I was born into. Hating my mother for going to prison, hating my father for having a chance to be more of an active role in my life, but he didn't. And the shit that nobody talks about is that as a kid, or hell, even sometimes as an adult, you start thinking, am I not worthy enough? And then what's even worse is that you start thinking that something's wrong with you. I've, I could tell you that there was many, many, many nights sitting in my bed thinking, what's wrong with me? Like, did I do something wrong in my life? Like, how, how was I dealt this? I would see people on TV, friends with their parents, and it was just something that I so sorely needed and wanted, but I didn't. So I was just thinking, like, what did I do? Did I do something in a past life where I'm being punished right now? Is it just how shitty life is sometimes? Like, what, what is it? You start blaming yourself. And I, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, blame yourself for these things. And I know that now as an adult. But when you're in the kid in it, these thoughts run over your mind constantly. And it's a hard reality. It's far from that, though. If I wasn't in the position I was in, I wouldn't have had the same close relationship with my grandma. Do you know, I'm always talking about taking some positives from negative, And fortunately, this was one of them. I wouldn't have been able to hear some of the stories from her and really share our love for music. Music and, well, what I'm watching right now, movies. I wouldn't have some of the friends I've had as a kid that I still talk to today. And if you look at things in a bigger picture, all roads lead me to this point. This, it's the point of acknowledgement that you can start healing and wanting to tackle some of these issues that really need to be said out loud. Like, yeah, I could sit here and say I hated my mom. I hated or even hate still my father or parents. But what is that hate going to do to me? Is... Is that going to eat me up inside so that whatever I do stuff with my kids, I could still feel bitter? Is that hate going to keep going down to like the depths of my soul and start turning this new kind of depression that I could be developing? So I'm figuring out that these feelings, some of these feelings, you really have to let go. You could acknowledge them, keep them in your memory bank to see how it feels, how you can dissect it, where they came from, and how you could actually heal those. But I don't know, you get to a point where you really got to 
let go of these feelings. And it's a bitch. It's hard. It's not so easy. Well, my son's five and I'm here almost six years later starting to really let a lot of things go. So it's not something that's really easy to do. It's just a matter of, I guess, how much effort you want to put behind it or if you're even ready. Not a lot of people are ready and some people go to their deathbed still regretting things, having these unturned feelings. And, you know, I I don't want to be like that. I, I really don't. I want to be in my last breath with a smile knowing that I'm leaving my family in a good place and I've had a good life and that I'm happy. I don't want to, you know, deal with any other negative stuff. Could have, would have, should have. So if you ask me, both mom and dad, there's nothing wrong with a woman raising a man. If a man was raising a little girl, then there would be none of this talk. It'll be a double standard. So as a parent, I'm seeing society puts so much pressure on moms. It's borderline comical and obviously ridiculously insane. We depend on our moms to do so much, but in the end, people still question their actions in motherhood. Moms can't even feed in public without getting dirty looks, which is, it's funny. When my wife was breastfeeding our, our two kids, I would kind of stand in the watchful eye. She'd sit down, you know, do her thing, feed the kid. And I will kind of stand like in a defensive position. So I, I was ready if anybody was in a look or say anything, I was ready to pounce. Not physically, of course, but, but thankfully my look scared everybody away and, you know, we were good, but it's not fortunate for other people in public. But there has to be a collective push to keep dads in the picture and raise the kids. Quit talks of child support, custody hearings aside, put those aside, and really push to co-parent and raise these kids. I've seen hand-in-hand what co-parenting does with an example of some people that I know. And, you know, they make it work. It makes me feel happy seeing that somebody that I know, that I know, is getting raised by two parents who ultimately love her. And yes, even though they're not technically together, they're still there almost every single day working for the kid. So it's something like that and makes you feel happy that knowing that there's people willing to give that a try. There's people willing to even put, a, put aside their own you know, personal feelings and ultimately what the kid needs is put first. Those are the things that I've seen that I was missing growing up that fortunately now I'm getting to see and it makes me feel good inside. You know, so quit all those talks aside, lay off the hardworking moms going through it. The ones going through a rough time, especially in the baby's first year, which is, it's a bitch. Obviously, I'm not a woman, so I don't know hand on hand what those do with their minds. I can only go by what I've heard and what I've seen. They're in their own entirely world, and sometimes it's, it's really rough. It's stressful, so lay off of them. <laughs> you know, lay off the ones that try day and day to be the best mom that they can, but no one gets out of that place, and they start getting thrown, in, thrown to the wolves by people. Everyone needs to stop and just show love, support for both mom and dad. It's really not a game. It's life. Why not make the best of it? So in closing, women are way more than qualified to raise a man. We just got to let go of these societal stereotypes that we keep throwing on them, keep throwing on people. And a lot of people bringing this up, it's coming from hurt. It's coming from not knowing. It's coming from speculation. But until you actually experience things firsthand, it's a different game. It's a different ballpark. If you're somebody who's single, call this hotline. No, I'm just kidding. No, but if you're like, you know, if you know somebody that's like single or whatever, or they're trying to, you know, provide for the kids, I mean, don't fault them. They're, I'm pretty sure they're doing the best that they can to raise the kids. I mean, you can't, can't fault nobody for trying. You really can't. If they were deadbeats, crackheads, junkies, 
alcoholics, okay, go ahead and talk your shit. I mean, we see them day in and day out trying. Why put unwanted stress? Why put unwanted social media BS on a subject that shouldn't be in your mouth in the first place? So in the end, I don't know, be happy. (laughs) So thanks again for listening for another week and until the next one.